0: Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Joseph Prince. Joseph is a leading voice in teaching the gospel of grace around the world. Through his television program, teaching resources, and best-selling books, he's impacting millions around the world with God's love, grace, and favor. You can watch Joseph Prince Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and 3.30 p.m. Mountain Time on Miracle Channel. Let's dive into the message.
1: Of course, we'll preach about the Lord Jesus Christ because only in Him can we see who we are. But unless you know who you are, you cannot… Your doing is affected by your being. The emphasis in the world today is that if you, you're not successful, if you are not accomplishing what you are hoping or dream to accomplish, it's because you do not know what to do, okay? But actually, it all begins with who you are, your being. Because you can actually do something Um, noble, but in a cringing spirit. You can do something generous with with a stingy spirit. You can do something unselfish, but you have a stingy spirit. Likewise, the Bible says, you have not child of God, listen, you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you have received the spirit of sonship, by which we cry, Abba, Father. And Abba is closer than just Father, it is, it is daddy, daddy God. Amen, people? Amen. Praise the Lord. Revelations 1. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loves us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. If Justin washes, <laughs> Justin, can you wash my, my white shirt for me? I, I, I think it'd be worse than before he wash. It all depends on who is washing. All right. But if Jesus is the one that washed your sins, guess what? You are washed, bro. You are washed until your your your, your robe of righteousness shines brighter than the sun. Amen. Praise the Lord. He washes from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to His God and Father, to Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And I think that this has been neglected in in, in a lot of preaching today because uh, we we tend to be more evangelical, which is true, which is the most important. We talk about God's love, we talk about washing our sins, you know, salvation, and uh, cleansing, and the washing of regeneration, but we fail to to, uh, communicate to the body of Christ that they have now become kings and priests. Kings and priests. It is to his God and Father. It's not, it's not kings and priests to lord it over men, but to God and, and the Father. Amen. To carry out his plans and purposes on planet earth. To establish his kingdom on the earth. Amen. To glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. And then we are actually like, like uh, Christ in this earth. That's why we are called Christians. Wow. Amen. Amen. So here, uh, made us kings and priests has got to be preached like never before. Kings and priests. What are you? King and a priest now real quick on top of priest first priest is towards god amen it's more towards god because uh, a prophet is like uh, he comes from god's presence with a word for the people but uh, a priest he comes to god with praise with praise and worship with gifts of a uh, uh, sweet smelling odor to god amen today when you tithe when you give paul calls it a sweet smelling odor in Psalms, uh, sorry, in Philippians chapter four. So uh, uh, good deeds when we, we are good to each other, we, we love each other, it goes up as a sweet aroma to the Lord. But but the greatest gift of all is the gift of his son. And it goes, he goes up like a sweet smelling savor at the cross, like a perfume, sweet smelling perfume to God. His sacrifice emits a sweet odor that God himself deeply appreciates, that none of us can. Amen. And this you can find in all the teachings on the Leviticus. So we are in that odor. We are in that that fragrance. We are in that perfume of Christ to the Father. So we worship God. Every time you say praise the Lord, hallelujah, amen. Do you know that you are emitting a fragrance to the Father? You are worshipping Him. You are actually functioning as a priest. And let me tell you this about priests. Priests in the Old Testament, you never find them having heart attacks unless they are stricken by God. And that's another isolated reason. All right, you never have, have them growing old, amen, uh, uh, too fast. You never find them uh, fatigued. In fact, at the temple, they always have to climb up uh, a number of stairs before they can go into the holy place, the Temple of Solomon, for example. There are always stairs, and before the stairs of the temple, there are stairs be- beyond that, the southern steps. And you find that people go and worship God with the priestly ministry, they, they are always strong and healthy. There's something about worshipping God and praising God Amen? Amen. That enhances your health. We are all priests. Okay? Now, kings. We are all kings as well. We are all kings. What's the function of a king? Now, a king is like a prophet. A king comes from the presence of God. Amen? To to carry out God's assignment. And, and, And how they do it is this. Where the word of a king is, the Bible says, there is power. Ecclesiastes, where the word of a king is, there is power. Say it. There is authority. Other translation says where the word of a king is, it is authoritative. Amen. A king speaks and it happens. Amen. People do. King speaks. Amen. The rest of the people do. Amen. Power is released when you speak. Now, let's go to First uh, uh, Peter 2. But you are a chosen generation, child of God, listen, and all of you together. Amen. Wherever you're watching this, Remember this, if you believe on Christ, you are a chosen generation. The very one that God has chosen. God dream of this generation. God dream of you. Amen. You're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Chosen is something else. Okay, like two uh, kids were fighting. One time, uh, they are both brothers, but, but not not uh, blood brothers. They, uh, one, 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 one was adopted. Okay, and the other one is the, you know, born in the family. So the one that was born said, you know what, you were adopted you got no say in this family. The other brother looks at him and says, I'll tell you one thing. When mom and dad had you, they had no choice. <laughs> but I was chosen. <laughs> okay, so the idea is that, but I don't need to think that, that we were not flesh and blood born of, of God. Okay, we are born of God. And the sonship adoption there, is, the word sonship actually. Amen. But the word idea here is chosen. You are a chosen generation. A royal. Now, what look at this. Royal priesthood. Not just any priesthood. A royal priesthood. A royal priesthood. What's a royal priesthood? A priesthood that is kingly. It has the mean of royalty. It has the air and bearing of royalty. It's regal priesthood. Now, I'll tell you why this is not the priesthood of the Old Testament. Because under the Levitical uh, law, the priesthood then was just priests. And the kings of Israel and kings of Judah, they were just kings. There were very few exceptions. For example, Melchizedek appeared to Abraham, which I believe is a pre-incarnate appearance of Christ. And I got no problem with people saying that he's a real person and all that. I got no problem as long as you keep to the fact that he typifies Christ. He's unique in the sense that he's Melchizedek, king, Zedek, righteousness, king of righteousness, but he was also king of shalom and priests of the most high God. So you see, king and priest combined in one personage. Amen. There's only one king priest and we are all offspring of him. Amen. We are his branches. Amen. We, we are the body of Christ. Can I have a good amen? And that's, that's a message I want to bring across to you today that that... Uh, because we are royal priesthood, notice the function, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So our priesthood function is to praise him, right? But the kingly function is to proclaim the praises. These praises here is not the, you know, giving worship or praise to God. There is a place for that. That's the priesthood function. But this actually the word Moral excellence in the Greek. We are called forth. let me show you the NASB puts it out, that you may proclaim the excellencies of Him. Our life, especially, who you are, when people meet you, do you proclaim the excellencies of Him? Your business dealings, do you proclaim the excellencies of Him? Your marriage. That's what people say, you know what, Pastor Prince, uh, 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 you talk about being dead to the law and alive to God and all that. No, no, listen carefully. The moral, the morality that God talks about is not the morality of the world. The world says, as long as you don't do it, it's fine, you're a good man. But what's the definition of good? That means, don't get caught. Don't do it, especially in terms of people. All right, don't hurt people. You can do it at home, but you don't hurt people. But the moral excellence goes even beyond outward show. It starts with your, in your mind, in your heart. When you have moral excellence, That's what being free, being dead to the law, the law, the more you try to do the law, it produces the opposite. Nothing wrong with the law. I've touched on that before. Amen. But the moral excellence that God wants to produce, by the way, the morality of the Ten Commandments, what it wants to accomplish is exactly, exactly what God wants in His people. But God knew when God gave the Ten Commandments, man cannot. You think that God only has His mind, don't commit adultery? No, God has in in mind, love your wife. Amen. Amen. Love your wife. It's not just don't commit adultery. You think God has in mind, just don't steal? No. He has in mind, be a giver, be a blessing to people. Amen. Be generous. He has a generous life for you. Amen. Amen. You think His mind is just don'ts, don'ts? No. But the don'ts were necessary to show men their sin. It's like a mirror. The more they try, the more worse they become. So we are no more under law, we are under grace that doesn't mean we are not under any morality. But again, I don't want to use the morality. It's actually higher than morality. It's moral excellence. And when I say higher, it is not a, it's an, it's not a morality that say, oh, I, I'm so well off, I'm so good, you know, in my behaviour, in my character and all that. You are, you know, don't, you stay down there. No, no, it, it is moral excellence that involves humility. Our Lord Jesus has a choice of where he could be born. He chose the worst place, one of the smallest place, rather. Amen. And grew up in the worst place. Notorious, infamous for, because it's a crossway uh, of all the continents. And that's where people stop to uh, go to the Brotel, like a nightclub gambling dance, you know, it's like a a, a terrible vice, a place of vice and it's not a place of virtue. And that's where Jesus grew up. And they call him Jesus of Nazareth. Are you listening? All right. But he, he transformed that place into something fragrant. That the word Nazareth today is something so beautiful. Let's go to John 13. John 13. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into His hands, and that He had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper, laid aside His garments, took a towel, girded Himself, poured water into the basin, and washed the disciples' feet. But before He did so, the Holy Spirit found it necessary. Found it, He must say it. He must record this down. Jesus, knowing the Father had given all things into His hands, and that He came from God, He was going to God, rose from supper. Didn't just say He rose from supper just like that. But knowing who He is, knowing where He came, knowing all things are in His hands, He can afford to be humble. So when I read this many years ago, I concluded only the only the insecure are proud. Those who know who they are, those who know what God has given them, they know their place, are the ones who can afford to be humble. Amen. Beautiful moral excellence. Amen? It's not a, 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 a you know, like, man attempt, man attempt, the flesh attempt, the flesh will do anything to stay a, to stay alive. And if the flesh won't do anything to get some glory, that's what… one. We, if you hear people coming against grace, rest be assured, it's a hankering of the self. Somehow, they, they, it's not as easy as saying, Pastor Prince, all of Christ, none of us. We also have our part. Yeah, Your part is to believe. He did all your part. Yes. You have to believe. And that belief, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a simple thing, you know. I mean, that belief is the is strongest labour quote unquote, that you can never do. Oh, it's easier to do than to believe. For the flesh, tell me what to do, instead of tell me what to believe. Can I have a good amen? So uh, this moral excellence is something so beautiful. And uh, the Bible says that we are like Him. Uh, you know, basically, what I'm trying to say is that God wants His people princely. Oh, because you are, you're already a prince. He made you kings and priests, and He made you a royal priesthood. You know, wherever you go, your workplace, your your school, people should sense like, you know, it's not in your dressing, it's not these outward trappings, it's not ecclesiastical, it's not got to do with anything outside, but something that emits from you. You can be wearing a a, a t-shirt and a short, going for a job, and people sense as you pass by there is a mean of royalty. There is a bearing, there's something about you that's regal. You a prince doesn't say, I just do my part, enough. A prince goes the extra mile. Jesus taught us, go the extra mile. Man. Do what people don't expect. Do what your boss don't expect. And go the extra mile because you love. You have a revelation of your job. You have a revelation of your role. You have a revelation of who you are. A, a, prince, a, a prince doesn't say, uh, must I do it? A prince asks, can I, can I do it? Can I have a good amen? In number seven, it talks about a list of, of uh, princes of the 12 tribes, and they all brought offerings and covered wagons for the tabernacle, for the work of the tabernacle, nobody asked them, read carefully. There wasn't any call for them to do that. Princes don't just do the bare minimum. They go beyond. There is a, lushness largeness of heart. There is a generosity about princes. Now, I'm not telling you, do this so you can become. I'm telling you, you have to have a revelation of who you are and what you do comes out of who you are. You are a prince and a princess. Stop dreaming to become the princess. You are. Amen. Stop trying to fantasize, I wish I'm the princess in that movie. Tell your children, they are. Amen. They are princess and princess. Amen. Amen? amen? Can I have a good amen? amen. So, uh, let, me, let me just bring this to a close. There's something about this showing forth the excellencies of Him. You know, when, when, when I see a Christian and, you know, they... They sin, or, or publicly, or things happen. It's sad. It is sad. You cannot blame the world, but world will expect a higher standard from us. Shouldn't they? I said, shouldn't they? The Bible says of us in Ephesians that walk worthy of the vocation of the high calling of God. Walk worthy. Now, before we walk, the first two chapters talk about sit. You must sit. How well you walk is how well you sit. You must know what has been accomplished for you. You must know how to rest. How well you walk is how well you rest. Rest in what Christ has done. Rest in the power of the Holy Spirit even today. Amen. Don't try to do before you are. Amen. Now, the Bible says in 1 John four seventeen, Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as He is, not as He was. As He is. At the Father's right hand, so are we in this world. Just by beholding the Lord, it's not a, a, a magical statement. It's just like, I am who you are. I really am. In the eyes of God, I am who you are. The moment I declare that, if there's something that's falling short in my life, the Holy Spirit would swallow it and transform me as I behold His glory into the same image. Yes. Judges, we'll close with this. And He said to Zeba and Zalmuna, okay, look up, look up here first. Like, don't show them first, look up here. Okay, look at NCC. (laughs) Look up here. Zeba and Zalmunna are two um, evil kings involved with their own tribes, attacking Gideon. Attacking Israel. Right, it's terrible, they're named Raven and Wolf. So they prey on the lambs, they, 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 they've been stealing from them, they attack them, they kill them. Finally, God raised Gideon and Gideon has them on the run. Finally, these two kings are caught, Ziba and… Let's follow the story. And Gideon asked them both, What kind of men were they whom you killed at Tabor? So obviously, they killed some men at this place, Tabor. So they answered, As you are, so were they. They told Gideon, As you are, so were they. Each one resembled the son of a king. Then Gideon said, those were my brothers. Do you know why you resemble the son of a king? Because Jesus is your brother. He is your savior. You are from his stock. When you are born again, you are members of his flesh and of his bones. If he is excellent as the cedars of Lebanon, so are you. So are you. You can tell someone who has a revelation because the moment that lady walks into a place, all right, that place comes alive. You have seen time and time, I've said it before, even a, 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 we've seen seen it happen again and again, even among ourselves. A lady walks into a boutique, nobody there. Once she's there, other people come in. Go into a restaurant, no one there. You know, you go there, people come in. You are a blessing everywhere you go. All 70 kgs of you, you are a blessing. Amen. You're a heavyweight. (laughs) Cavot, princely. Amen. If you're gonna get excited, get excited properly. Come on. Amen. Praise God. So, out of the mouth, out of the mouth of the enemy came these words. Those men who were actually Gideon's brothers, they killed, they killed those men, they were Gideon's brothers, and they told Gideon. As you are, so were there, Each one resembled the son of a king. So, in other words, Gideon's appearance, Gideon's persona, amen, was like that of a son of a king. And those people they killed were like sons of a king. There's something about us, we don't realize that there is a testimony, there is a light. There's a princeliness, there is a mean of royalty that you are shining out. That's why the world wants something real. But when they see you compromised, they see you lying. Like Proverbs 17:7 7 says, excellent lips does not become a fool. Much less lying lips, a prince. A prince doesn't lie. We don't expect a prince to lie. The world say we can lie, but we don't expect you to lie. And they have a right to ask for that. They have a right to ask for that. So you know what? Don't try. Just realize who you are and proclaim, declare by your life, your behavior, your testimony, the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen, Amen. Amen. give him praise. Praise the Lord, hallelujah.
0: Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more messages from encouraging speakers that air on Miracle Channel and Corco. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.